made the world and seaweed made that field. And your sons, 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 sons will take care of it, boy. I want to sell the field. Paul McCabe's field? He rents it. It was bare rock when he got it, ma'am. It will be sold by public auction. Yes, who would insult me by bidding for my field? There might be outsiders, Paul. Outsiders? I used to say I'm outsiders who drove us to the coffin ships and scattered us to the four corners of the earth. No outsider will bid for my field. 60 pounds? 65 pounds. It's the widow's field. She has the right to sell it. There's limestone down there, and there's enough limestone up there to build highways all over Ireland. Those hands, do you see those hands? I dug the rocks out of it with my bare hands, and I made a living thing. Don't you understand? An outsider has come to bury my sweat and my blood in concrete. We all know how to deal with robbers. Be a good yank, turn around, and never set foot here again. Who the hell do you think you are? Where are you going, Bo? To the edge of the world. Morak! Morak! Your father's gone mad. Look at yourself, will you? Look at yourself! Upset Zuckerberg again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're allowed to play that because it's embedded. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't resist that one. That's a fantastic one. How come I have to be John Hurd, uh, who's a half wit in this, and uh, you get to be Richard Harris? I don't even get to be Sean Bean. I, listen, I didn't do the. I didn't do the. Uh, the, the, the casting of the whole thing. You're you're in charge of this, so I I I'm only there. I'm only there to wet her away. You've got to play along with me, otherwise you spoil the <laughs> illusion for everybody that was watching. If you're watching tonight, please say hello. Please share. Please join the conversation. It's all about fielding your questions tonight. That's why we played the field because it's Irish, and this is Irish whiskey review. It's not right, Marty. It is. Now this this was during the week we hatched this. But we're going to do the news, uh, and then cause over the last while, Justin, I've noticed in the in the comments section, we've been doing stuff, and people have asked questions that are not necessarily relevant to what we're doing that week. And I've tried to sort of answer bits and pieces of questions, and and there's been a lot happening in the last few weeks. So we kind of hit on the idea that we'll just do a bit where people can ask questions. I might not have the answers. In fact, I probably won't if you ask anything to you, Landish. But I'll try my best. So well, we're open. It's a, like an open mic bit tonight. People get to say things. Don't you be saying stuff and getting Zuckerberg again. <laughs> Listen, it couldn't be any worse than Mark Rayner on the other night there. Did you see <clears> that in Stories and Sips? It was unbelievable. I, just, I, I have to just flick over because I, I said in the comments of the, of the show, that uh, passion beats everything, and the man is ultra passionate about what he does. 
but there was <laughs> I never caught what was said, but obviously there was something that upset people <laughs> in the whole thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, who knows? Don't worry, Mark. Don't worry, Mark. Worry, Mark. When we talk to you, we'll be friendly. All our, all our, <laughs> all our people are all friendly and nice. You won't have to worry about being <laughs> name called or whatever happened to you. <laughs> all right, we've no idea. Allegedly, no. <laughs> what do you think of my new mic? Do you like? Do you like the sound? Is the sound rich? To do, do a sound like textured? You know? Do sound like elephants? Elephants, Gerald. It's yeah. Billy Holiday. Yep. I, sh I, sh I should do. I should do. Because we, we could have bought a cask of whiskey for the price of the, the price oh. of the microphone. If if you think the sound's good tonight, give us the thumbs up, comment, like, and share. Tell us. And if you think if you think the sound's terrible, you need to go and see them at uh, the here and place. All right. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to this tonight. We're going to open uh, the floor tonight. Why? Sure, you can answer all these questions. No, I can talk crap about lots of stuff, but I could find out very quick. No, uh, I'll try but, my best. But, but they don't know. I reckon Vic's sitting in that seat opposite you, and he's holding up, you know, cheat sheets in front of you, so you can you can read. Is that right? No. No, I I only bought wish <laughs> that Vic, Vic was here. Um, I could answer stuff, but no, I will. Uh, all right, I will try my best. All right, so where are we heading first this week? Right, we're going to do the news, Justin, the news, our feature. What's happened in the, this week in whiskey? Now, first off this week, last week we had the release of the Middleton Very Rares, which were snaffled up in a few seconds, really. And this week, yesterday, we had two more releases. We had the new Dunville's single cask, uh, cask 1710, and it went on sale last night at 8 o'clock, and two minutes later it was all gone. Now it's £112 a bottle, which in the current light of whiskey, uh, the prices in, in, in the Irish whiskey, it's, it's really cheap. It's really cheap. Uh, it's, I, haven't, I haven't tasted this cask. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get to taste it in the not-too-distant future. Uh, but it's, I mean... And yeah, anyway, it's 112. It was 112 pound a bottle and sold out in a few minutes. But then again, earlier on at four o'clock, Cologne released a range of poaching. Now, did this... you manage to get any? Did you get no. some? No, I'll get to that in a little minute. Now, Cologne are big poaching people. That's one of the things they want to push, and, and rightly so. As I say, Pochin has always been, for a long time anyway, has been seen as the poor relation to whiskey, which is not really fair. I don't think it's fair because Pochin's a different animal, but it, some of it's packed full of flavour. And Cologne's own Pochin, the, the, the standard one that, they, that you can buy all the time, it's fabulous stuff. It really is. Now, this is Peter Pochin. Now, if anyone, for anyone who doesn't know what Pochin is. I'm sorry. I have to, I have, to, I have, to, I have to. It says six months old and getting better every week. I think they're talking about us. But oh, but God. James and Moira Doherty have says, from our story, I'm Tom Berenger and I'm still avoiding waterfalls. 
boy, at least you get a laugh in this show. At least you do. <laughs> and you get to go home early as well. <laughs> James, James and Moira, uh, I'm on the Red Silky tonight. Uh, I've seen it sitting there and I, I haven't had this for a wee while. Um, wonderful stuff it is. Thank you very much. But now, the potteen thing. There's more and more people bringing out potteens. And potteen is it's really the precursor of, of what we would now define as whiskey. And lots of you can have a massive range of mash bills. It can be aged for a little bit. Um, you, you can peat it. There's so much you can do with it. And you can bang in lots of flavour. Now, this went on sale yesterday. Five balls... And the, the name of it is the Kugi Cute. I can't speak Irish, so I'm, I'm, I do apologize for not being able to say it. Now, well, you, you'll be getting a Zuckerberg. I know, Mark. <laughs> no, there's 192 sets of this, but those five bottles were £200. Right? That was £200 for those five bottles, which is pricey enough. Now, 40 quid a bottle, what's that? And yeah, something like that, yeah. 40 quid a ball, but I mean, the craft is in it and all is fine, but it sold out really quickly. But what's been happening, and we've all seen this, is that these single cast sort of one off bottlings or, or um, different limited amounts of things come onto the market and then get snaffled up. And then a month later, we have to, if you want them, you have to pay half as much again on the auction sites. I noticed down below. On the on the on the feeds or the the, the uh, comments after these went on, some people had them in their basket. Then whenever they want to go and pay for it, they're all sold out. Now that's the sort of thing that starts to annoy people. And I've talked to a couple of people already who who had it in their basket, went to pay for it, and it was gone. So <laughs> maybe you're just a basket case. No. <laughs> I don't, don't worry, just don't worry. I wasn't the only one. I'm used to working with you, so there's no no, no way I couldn't be a basket case. All right, but, maybe so. <laughs> but but the thing is, I know that the I know this is very good for for the distilleries in some regards because they, they get a lot of money straight in. I mean, that would have uh, quickly off the top of my head. That's going to net uh, guys down there well over twenty grand, and I'm good. I'm good on them. You know, we're not particularly criticising them. But this kind of thing can't go on for much longer because already you're starting to see people saying, I, I'm not even going to try and get one. And a wee word of caution to the flippers, to the people who are buying these, thinking they're going to make an extra £200 by selling it in a month's time. People will start to get fed up paying a premium on a premium product. and So you, you'll, uh, you'll get caught out at some point. So anyway, that's just a word, a, a little, um, a little bit of a rant, but it's uh, it's just a little word of warning. But on the potchin note, try your potchins. If you have never tried any potchin, if you can get your hands on a bottle of it, legitimate stuff, not the oh it's great um, Paddy's Mountain Dew stuff from oh, just don't because you you, you need to have. The, the proper stuff, okay, and good stuff it is too. Do you not? Okay. Just, I thought you just went out. You're still up the forest, Marty. Mm. Stuff I make's all right, Justin, but that's not for sale yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. 
no. So, announced another two releases on a similar theme. Waterford have announced two new single farm releases. When these were released last year, they were a massive success. Huge people, huge interest in them. A real, a real project going on down there, which some people are anti, some people are very pro, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Same as anything that's a bit, a bit of a, of a difference. There's always going to be a divided opinion, but it's hard. It's hard to know exactly where it's going to all end up. But I, one, I do like the bottling. I think the bottle looks absolutely stunning. I do like the traceability, and most of all, I like the passion. And that comes through in bucket loads from the people down there. So Hookhead and Lickfield, and even get I even provided you with pictures of the two farmers, Justin. You which did, today you you did not, did you? But that because today oh, look, you look were, at that there. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think this is? The grass man? Is this the grass man? Are we part of the movers now? <laughs> From Palomino? Don't you slag off my Palomino. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't you be slagging Palomino, son. But no, I seen you out walking today and you posted a picture I thought you were growing barley for, for Waterford. But I, I like this. A little bit of fame and fortune for the for the the carrot crunchers, you know, <laughs> for, the, for, for the farmers, uh, and I'm sure they're wondering how how did this happen? That I, I my photos going all around the world, and it's it's great because it looks as if these guys are really keen to get in on this project. And yeah, I'm going to show I'm going to show you this big. I don't know what's bigger, the farmer in the picture or the tractor tire. Look at that there. <laughs> look at that there. Well, you look at that. Is that a John Deere, a Massey Ferguson, or a New Holland? What do you think oh, it I, is? Uh, I, I, I think on to John Deere. We'll go with John Deere. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to go. It looks like a Massey Ferguson painted in traditional Massey Ferguson grey. But there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, no. don't, get me, don't get me started tonight. <laughs> now, moving on. We're going to go talking about auction sites. Last week and so last Monday, saw the end of Whiskey Auctioneer's second bit of the Perfect Collection. Okay, now, The Perfect Collection was a collection of 3,900 bottles that were amassed over a very long period of time by Richard Gooding, who was a bottling giant in the US. Uh, bottling Pepsi. And the other, highlight uh, of... Uh, other soft drinks are available. Not, not to him, his company, Justin. Not to his company. All right. <laughs> it was his company. I prefer so, Shirley myself. No, I, yeah. Justin, we're right of the 1980s. You'll have to explain that joke to lots of people. Lots of people. No, this bottle that is being held up, this is the one that made the most money. It's a bottle of 1926 Macallan, fine and rare, 60 years old. There's only 14 of these in the world, and that sold for one million pound. A million pound. Now, a, a bottle of the same range, one of the 14 was sold last year for 1.5 million. But Whiskey Auctioneer, the Whiskey Auctioneer site, said that this was the first time that that, uh, that bottling on... A bottle of whiskey made a million pound on an online auction only. The other one was a, a, a live thing. So a million, yeah. a million pounds, not a million dollars. A million pound. 
Wow. Yeah, so there was lots lots of very unique um, unicorn bottlings, really, in that, in that seal. And some of the Irish stuff went for, for reasonably good money. I'd say reasonably good money. It was reasonably well-priced, in, in some of it. So, yeah, that collection's now broke up. And the whole collection made £6.3 million. That's a lot of do-re-me. It's a lot of do-re-me to be having in whiskey. But that, whiskey's now, as we keep talking, being used as, as assets. You know, people are buying them up uh, as, as an asset, as, basically as a unit trust in some ways. Um, and, yeah, it's a, a lot more fun to collect stuff like that. What happens if, Nick, if Nick, Nick Leeson comes a, along and puts a kibosh in the whole thing? Well, you still have assets, Justin. These things are always, it's whenever you have a tangible asset. Gold, that's why people buy gold at times of times of hardship. They buy gold because it's always worth something. Even back in the Egyptians, that was worth something. So you're never going to lose all your money. Not like Bitcoin, Justin. Not like Bitcoin. This is turning into the Balamina show. Not o- not only did we mention the Grassmen and the Movers uh, tonight, but we're mentioning me and lemonade, a five pound bottle of Pochine and a me and lemonade bottle. There you go. <laughs> Can't be. <laughs> Who's drinking brown lemonade from the main? I love Brilliant. brown lemonade from the main. So do I. Mm. I lo- I, so do I. I was reared on it, Justin. I was reared on brown lemonade, son. I thought I just come from the river. Your your ma went down and scooped it up. <laughs> like Moses. <laughs> uh, there you oh, go. Brilliant. There's Mark Mark lamenting. Sadly, it will be never tasted. That unfortunately, I, I would sincerely doubt it. Um, as I say, that's what people are. I mean, it's the same as anything that's being collected. And there's some things that are just. Um, I'm just adjusting something here, folks. Um, are you? <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, Justin. Get your mind out of the gutter. No, I'm adjusting a wee. Just, I was going to say I'm adjusting a wire. So, so it's annoying me. No. Uh, yes. So the the, the uh, perfect collection went for six point three million pounds. Now, is it in your is it in your cupboard now? Uh, yeah, I vice Justin. I feel like this. If I was going to buy that, I would need a free tin of coke to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would, too, and all. It's, oh, pro- it's, in. it's probably all for a coat and no knickers, that. True, does it matter? It's never going to be drunk anyway. So, you know, they just keep. Do you know what I'd do? I'd put a little uh, syringe into the top of the, the cork, right? Mm-hmm. And I would suck it all out, and then I'd put some uh, sort of uh, brackish water into the bottle and nobody would ever know. Apart from the guy with the laser that can fire it through the bottle and tell. I forgot yeah, about him. Uh, forgot about him. And, and, and also the people that would inspect the cork and see that there's a syringe mark and through the, <laughs> the top of it. No, I think they may have thought of this before, Justin. I think some master criminal sitting, you know, you know, like uh, <laughs> stroking his beard probably has thought of this kind of thing before. All right. All right. Well, all this talk of whiskey is making me hungry. I'm starving. <laughs> now, we done, we done India last week. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen this. This was reported in the Deacon Chronicle in India, where the village of Hala Harvey, not 100% sure where it is. You, can't, being, speak, you can't speak Hindi either. I can't say, no, I'm not, I'm not, my, my Urdu, uh, I feel GCSE Urdu, so, uh, 
they, <laughs> the population population of 1,750, and they're being basically bribed to go to the polls so that they can go and vote. And they've been given six tonne of chicken to divide up between them. And it says on the report, I don't know what this is, it says a quarter of whiskey. Now, I don't know whether that's a quarter bottle or a quarter of a gallon. I don't know. But none of the Surely parties... that can't be legal, bribing people to go and vote. Where do they think they live? Where do they think they live? And they live in India, Justin. And if so, I tell you a wee thing. You see, if our lot over here, I you get nothing out of them anyway. Unless unless you're growing the chicken, then there's oh there's money rains out of the sky if you're growing the chicken or heating them up. Um, <laughs> and anybody from a foreign shore from the US or um, Canada, I'll just briefly explain what I mean by that. There was a scandal in our government called the RHI, the Renewable Heating Initiative, where our leaders decided to pay people to use as much fuel as possible. And the more you used, the more you got, the more benefit you got for it. Now, there was supposed to be a cap on this because it's a carbon copy of uh, a scheme that was hatched over in England. It came over to Northern Ireland and they left off the cap. So basically, there, there was chickens sweating bucket loads because in the summer. <laughs> turned the heaters up as much as possible and the cash just came flowing in for it. So that, excellent. That was our chicken. All right. Now, so as I say, these these, as you said, you said to me earlier on, because I give I give Justin a, a quick briefing on what I was going to say. If if the DUP Sinn Fein Ulster Unionists came to you with a bargain bucket <laughs> and a bottle of Black Bush and said vote for me, would that be enough to sway you, Justin? Uh, for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. So. Any any potential uh, potential standing politicians there? If you want to vote, bargain bucket, <laughs> bottle of black bush, KFC, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, <laughs> Domino's, uh, you name it. Any of those for a year. Uh, actually, I'll have pizza one year, burgers the next, uh, chicken the next, and Indian the year after. And your vote's mine. And always remember, one vote for yous, one less for the other guys. That's right. Yeah, there you yep. go. There we go. Uh, so so we're, we've got some great comments in tonight. There's uh, James Key saying, rumour has it Trevor Watson bought that bottle for one million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see if Trevor's on tonight. Is is he on tonight? Or maybe, 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 oh, there he is. There he is. Trevor Watson. Hi, everyone. He is here. He, he maybe bought the, the million with his Euro, Euro millions win. Not that he did win it. I'm only making that up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Darren Barney Milligan's laughing at that. Uh, so uh, Mark Kerr saying is so a bribe when Tesco's offer one liter backbush for twenty seven to cardholders. See that this this bike's fired on Tesco's because well, when I go into Tesco's and I see something, oh, it's twenty thirty pound for such and such, but you get it for top and safety if you've got a club card. That automatically means I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I refuse because. I I I I've, I don't have a club card. I've never had a club card. I find but. it very easy to shop at Tesco because it's red, white, and blue, and it's even better at Sainsbury's because <laughs> it's all orange. <laughs> That's because you're in Carrick, Fergus. <laughs> 
Oh, you're oh boy, like, we, will you're we will be getting we will be getting Zuckerberg. Uh, we're uh, waiting, we're waiting for it. Uh, I'll be a permanent. I know. No, uh, no, I, I, I don't like the club cards. Anyway, right, moving on with the news because I'm, I'm conscious of time here, just conscious of time. Okay. Glen Scotia, one of the one of the the close distilleries to me, which would be the the third closest distillery to where I am, over in Campbelltown. Uh, are calling for photos of Campbelltown's whiskey heritage. So what they mean by that, back in uh, the late Victorian era, there was over 30 distilleries in in Campbelltown. Well, now they're down to three. Well, really, they're down to two and a little bit. Uh, and Kyle doesn't really run all the time. They only run it for a little bit. Just So they have three distilleries so that they can keep their... Uh, whiskey regional status that's that's the reason it's there folks quick quick tip if you're thinking of opening a distillery and you're not thinking of doing it in ireland campbelltown is the place to do it it has a huge whiskey heritage it's its own whiskey region and there's only three three distilleries two big ones and one tiny one so lots of potential you would get huge grants thrown at you everybody around the place would be jumping over to help you to try and get more and more whiskey out so that's so they want to reclaim this whiskey heritage the glen scotia whiskey festival is going to be virtual this year as probably most things will be for for at least half the year and they want to go with the tagline the whiskiest place in the world it's it quite pretty, catchy. it is very catchy it that is. is that 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 is very catchy now as i say it had over 30 distilleries at one point and today the population of the place is only 9,000. So you can, I mean, it was massive industry, but it's all sadly slipped away or most of it slipped away. Now, the reason I brought that up is I live in Glenarm and okay, I've said this a few times now, Bush Mills is my closest distillery. My second closest is Springbank and then the nearest one after that is Glen Scotia because it's literally just across the water. So if anybody has any pictures of Campbelltown from years ago be that on digital or or print you can send them to you can email them to glenscotia at bigpartnership.co.uk or you can post them uh, to Big Partnership Fountain House 1-3 Woodside Crescent Glasgow G37UL so That'd be nice if they could get a lot of po- lot of pictures that undiscovered and get them sent over. Now they they will be using them as part of the promotion, so you won't have any copyright. Don't be thinking you're going to get money for this. You know? what, what's that email address again? Glen Scotia at bigpartnership.co.uk. Yep, that's it. There you go. It's on screen. I'll put it on screen for you. Make it easy for you. Just copy, paste it, send it. Because I'm sure there's somebody out there in whiskey land that has the. Uh, even Some just course. anybody with yeah, even just anybody on on the north coast of Ireland or anybody anybody that's any connection, it would be nice to get them some pictures. You know, it would be, it would be. There we go. Now, uh, there's Julie saying Campbelltown Springbank Distillery. There you go. She oh, she must like it. She must like oh, it. So, that's it's Springbank's just ah, it's a fabulous place. Fabulous. Now, Bush Mills. Owners, Jose Cuervo, 
have saw their sales go up 20% to $1.7 billion, uh, which is a massive leap. Now, tequila makes up 62% of their sales by their own brands and various other minor brands. But last year, the group took its contractual, uh, something that was in the contract, and announced that they were going to take the 49% share in Airborne Spirits, which is the company that produces Proper 12 Whiskey. Now, you know why Conor McGregor's, this is Conor McGregor's whiskey, he owns the whiskey brand. Well, last year, his share of it was reduced. Jose Cuervo owned 20% of it. They upped their stakes to 49%. And this week, on the back of them saying that their sales are up 20% for 2020, they announced that they're going to take full control of the brand. Now, I'm quite sure Conor McGregor is going to be well compensated for this, but he will no longer own it. Now, that's part of the contract. That must have been obviously written in whenever the, the whole thing was set up, but they're taking over the brand. So... Good stuff. Remember, you can watch the show on YouTube as well as Facebook. You can see a replay on uh, Instagram. And you can also uh, hear the audio version on Anchor and wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can support us as well at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash Irish Whiskey. You don't need the review for that. And uh, here's an important message. Shane Foley says, glad you're on YouTube as I'm off Facebook for Lent. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Social, social media can be an awful place at times. It really can. Especially but, if you live in Australia and can't get the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then they just cut off the hospitals and all as well. <laughs> now, last bit of the news. Bushmills for St. Patrick's Day are going to be hosting a virtual concert with the band Flogging Molly. Sounds, uh, sounds like my kind of band. I will. I, is that not... Would that not be classified as illegal or cert certainly pervert it <laughs> in certain certain companies? But anyway, I'd never heard of the band. I mean, let's be honest, I'm not their target audience. But they seem to be a big, a big concern. But anyway, they are going to be streaming from 7 p.m. GMT. Now, you can buy tickets uh, at this kind of price at the minute, and there's a whole range of tickets from... $15 up, that gets you access to watch the concert. Uh, there's a whole pile of uh, merchandising, but the price goes up from $15 to $20 closer to the event. And you can buy tickets at floggingmollylive.com. There you go. Well, let's, let's... One thing I would say is don't Google that because God knows what would come up. <laughs> Certainly not if you're at work. Just warn them, kids, just a wee warning.
what do you think of that, Marty? Pretty, mm -hmm. pretty, pretty with it. Pretty with it. Maybe yeah, it, it'll be a, a good uh, thing because it's near the tail end of lockdown here, so it'd be quite a good thing. I imagine a lot of people <laughs> go online and do that. I mean, I'm nearly doing a Zoom a day. I don't know about you. I, I'm sort of fed up with Zoom, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm having to sit and do. Yeah, thankfully you can turn it off. Thankfully you can turn it off. You should but, do what that wee girl did at school. She just kept on putting in the wrong password so she didn't have to go to lessons <laughs> until her auntie, her, her auntie thought, mm -hmm. there you go. Mm. Now, uh, a lot of people watching tonight. We've said hello to everybody on screen. A uh, couple of uh, people are saying, uh, there's Stacey McAllister saying, I know the perfect share went for over six, $6 million, but we had a very nice tasty in the pot still in Glasgow of old Putney. Oh. Uh, 16 year old Glenn Moray, 16 year old Och Ochentosen, uh, 21 year old. I can I can never say that. Codbright will be up next at uh, 21 year old and <laughs> three Murray Davids, and it was close to perfect. Why is that not moving up? I'm gonna I'm oh. gonna hit a button here and hopefully it should stay uh, going. What do we see? Let me see. Yes, there oh. we can go. We can see it better. I'll just say, I'll just say to Stacey McAllister. The pot still bar in Glasgow, obviously not last year because I've, I've never got over. But it's oh, it's just a fabulous place. It's wonderful, honestly. I, it's just awesome. If you if you get if you're ever in Glasgow, go in. They have a huge, huge range of whiskey. The guys in it couldn't be nicer. Uh, they they do a whiskey of the month, which is normally a reasonably tasty. Uh, shot and they do like a 35 mile measure for normally like three quid or something and uh, honestly they just couldn't be nicer it's a great spot brilliant spot now we've been asked a lot of questions uh, are we going to field the questions or are we going to go into the cooperage marty do you know what you want to do well fill fill the questions justin fill the questions for a minute or two see see just how how badly i'm going to fare <laughs> yeah, right Right. Well, here you here okay. you go. Here is the uh, question. The question is is uh, what do you recommend for an American bourbon distillery to do on St Patrick's Day? Enjoy your own bourbon. Take celebrate your own stuff. St Patrick's Day is is, is a worldwide celebration. Okay, and in many ways, it doesn't doesn't belong to the Irish. Because St. Patrick, I'll let you in on a little fact, a lot of guys. St. Patrick wasn't Irish. He was a Brit. He was a Brit. No, no, we don't know where he came from. He might have been Scottish. No, he, he could have. No, he wasn't. He couldn't have been, could he? Justin, he, he, what we know is he was a Romanized Celt. Okay. And he was captured as a slave and brought to my beautiful Balamina. That's right. To Slimish, right beside where, I, where I'm from. And we know he was a Romanized Celt. He was likely Scottish, may have been Welsh, but there's a chance he might have been English, which would annoy so many people so much if they could ever prove that. But um, on St. Paddy's Day, celebrate your own stuff because it's a world, it should be a worldwide event. And although it's tapped onto the Irish, it was the Irish especially the Ulster Scots who took went across to Maryland and over to Pennsylvania and stuff and took whiskey with them. Um, it's all, it's all a big community. So uh, 
stick some food colouring and call it green and go happy days and drink away. And that's what I would recommend. Okay, uh, that's a, a very good idea. Now, uh, a couple of other questions here tonight, if I can just uh, find them. Uh, on the podcast Whiskey Chats, Murray mentioned there was a very good book on Irish whiskey. Which one was it and what other good books are recommended? Was that the Alfred Bernard one, was it? No, 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 no. Right, hang on. I have, I have some whiskey books above me and I know the ones that uh, they're talking about. So hang on, bear with me. Okay. Or it should so be at anyway. So you're watching the Irish Whiskey Review. It looks like Facebook cut us off because we played a bit of music. So what you'll have to do is you will have to uh, click the link and watch it on YouTube. That's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, watch it on YouTube. Although I'm still getting messages in, so people must be watching it on uh, Facebook. But there you go. There must be. But I got a notification through. So uh, just... Just on the uh, the thing I'm just saying there, Julie was talking about, I did a podcast with uh, Laurie O'Dwyer on Whiskey Chats. And we, we, had, we were talking for over an hour about uh, just about general chit-chat, and that's where this, this book appeared in reference in it. Now, this is A History of Irish Whiskey by E.B. Maguire. And... This was written in the 1970s and it details in great length the history of Irish whiskey. And the guy, Maguire, was a, a tax and excise guy. Now, this is not a page turner. This is not something you'll be sat and gripped reading. But it goes through... Um, the Act of Union in 1800 had no immediate effect on distillers or rectifiers, but it did offer the prospect of a better export market. And it goes on and on and on, telling about, you know, how much whiskey was being exported, the importation of rum. Uh, from the Union to 1823, the pattern of license duties to sell spirits was unchanged through the rates themselves, though the rates themselves rose by about a third. And it goes on about stuff like that. It talks about Belfast uh, was the second highest taxable uh, place in Ireland after Dublin. Uh, and it just, go it just goes on. And it's, it's a fabulous reference book. But as I say, it's not a page turner. But this book, I paid £60 for this book. Mm -hmm. Abebooks.com is, is the place to get harder to get books rather than eBay. Where do you think? Amazon? Yeah. There's one copy of this for sale in, on ABE Books. It's 600 quid for this book now. That's what I, That's the way Irish whiskey prices are going. So this is, I happened to notice the other day, that this is going for 600 quid. On, I'm thinking of sort of scanning it and selling this. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm only joking. But no, it's a Actually, it's a there's a barcode in the back of it. It looks like you knocked that from the library. <laughs> no, no, Justin. No, 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 no. This, <laughs> this was bought as an ex-library book. But All you right. can get it. You can get it in library books. Um, it's a great reference, really good reference book, and it goes through in great detail. I don't. I would imagine they'll reprint it at some point with the interest of Irish whiskey. Um, but can I tell you a funny story about this? Oh, well, I said it on the whiskey chat, so you can go and listen to it there. So that's a great book. Um, Alfred Barnard, fabulous book, really good, really engaging. Um. 
the Michael Matthews book on Matt Darcy is very good too. Um, I'm just trying to think. Oh, actually, I left it. I left it this time. I was trying to think of any whiskey books. This is a fabulous book. You can tell being a nerd. It's well thumbed. Well thumbed. It's well thumbed. This is Proof uh, by Adam Rogers. And it goes in detail about alcohol, essentially. Uh, what it does to the body, what, you know, what they think a hangover is, um, uh, different types of casks. And it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like a... You know those popular science books, pop science books. It's that style, but it's to do with alcohol. Uh, it's about whiskies and why a whiskey has flavour compounds and stuff in it. And it's it's a, it's a fabulous book. It's really really good. Um, good. good. Uh, tobacco Barn uh, Distillery got back to us. They said we're dropping our bourbon tops from a helicopter into an old-fashioned <laughs> glass for charity. Closest to the glass wins. We have a leprechaun in costume to be the judge. Listen, I'd play the leprechaun if you flew me over. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, the Tobacco Barn Distillery is, is our, our, our good friend, Rear Admiral Sanders. And I love the fact that he can get his hands on a Harrier jump jet where he's going to strap the two bottles of, two bottles of bourbon in the underside a bit and try and break the sound barrier. He's got a wooden naval boat that he's got whiskey rocking to and fro in the net. And now he's got a mate that's got a helicopter. <laughs> I keep saying to him, his mate's got a, a private fighter jet. Over here, if you get caught with a screwdriver walking up the street, it's an offensive weapon and you could do six months. Well, we've got to ask more questions tonight. Mm. Loads of questions coming in. We're, we're maybe squeezing in a bit about casts as well. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on the Bushmills collection bubble that's being created? Do you think the prices are likely to last? Says mm. uh, Linus121. Right. Well, the the Bushmills releases, the Causeway collection releases are a bit of a strange creature, but I can totally get from Bushmills' point of view why they are, why they did it that way because it you know it spreads their their brand all across the world it has sort of made the middleton 2020 being rare pushed up whiskey auction prices the causeway collection because people want these has fired them up they've really leapt up in the last couple of months at auction sites i have a bit of a i've a bit of a bone to pick with uh Bushmills because the, the, the release that they did at the airport there's only supposed to be a hundred bottles of that yeah. released in the airport in the loop in Dublin and Cork but probably about 60 of them have made their way onto auction sites which I don't think I don't think the global travel retail market has picked these up mm -hmm. now this has pushed all these prices up mainly because People really want to have these in a collection. It's called the Causeway Collection, and people want to collect them. And listen, there's loads of people who want to collect stuff, and whiskey's as good as anything else. But they're having to pay a huge amount of money for these. Now, what you'll see, I imagine, is those will start to tail off. Something else will start to come in. But there is this Irish whiskey collectors are trying to collect lots of different stuff 
And what you'll, I think what you'll start to see is people saying, I only want Bushmills or I only want Cologne or I'm only going to collect uh, the Dunville stuff. And they'll just say, right, I'm, I'm, I, I'm too I'm fed up fighting with people to try and get my hands on this, this uh, one particular brand or all the brands, sorry. So they'll, they'll, they'll just stick to one that they really like um, and then be prepared to pay it. So I can see it sort of dipping a little bit, but I think it'll stay high. Um, in terms of bubbles, I was talking to I was talking to um, Stanley that I seen on here earlier on during the week, and I was talking to him. I think the bottom hand. The bottom Sorry, uh, the rear admiral's got back to us. He says I might need a real Irishman for the YouTube video with the leprechaun next to our bourbon. I'll let you know unless you'll be at the flogging Molly concert. <laughs> no, it not be. It not be. It, you might be flogging Molly, but it, that'll be a euphemism for something else. Please don't mention that. <laughs> that That's a friend of mine's daughter. <laughs> She's called Molly. <laughs> uh, if he sees me talking to her, he'll run me over. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll just, I'll just finish the point I was going to make there. In terms of whiskey investment and the, the bubble that's being created at the bottom end of the market, um, I think very old-aged Whiskey, uh, top end whiskey, Irish whiskey, is massively undervalued. Massively undervalued. A bottle of 34-year-old Coleraine, there's not very many bottles of that. You could probably pick up for about £1,200, right. which is top end. But it's 34-year-old Irish whiskey from a very, very well-respected distillery. I reckon... I reckon if you if you if you crawled around in the the bowels of the Palace of Westminster, you might find a case or two of that Coleraine you whiskey. You wouldn't find you wouldn't you might, but you wouldn't find the thirty four year old. Right. Um, that that's very limited. A thirty year old Irish whiskeys, there's a fair few of those about. There's hundreds of thousands of thirty year old Scotches. There's not that much Irish stuff, and forty year old Irish whiskeys like Hen's Teeth. There's no there's practically none of it. So if at the top end of the Irish whiskey market, I, I'm going to say, guys, if, if you want to make, if you want to invest and collect, go for the higher end because at some point when the Irish whiskey market goes gets bigger, there just isn't 40-year-old whiskeys about. There just isn't. So if you can pick up, uh, there was one sold at the auction, uh, the whiskey auctioneer auction. It was a 41-year-old uh, Tullamore Jew from the old Daly's distillery bottled by Caden Heads um, to celebrate their 150th anniversary. And that went for £3,000. Even if a 40-year-old Scotch will set you back that, and there's thousands of 40-year-old Scotches, there's practically none. Irish stuff, practically none. Okay. And uh, Peter Gabriel has said, Marty, what's your favourite uh, CS cast strength whiskey at a realistic price to drink through uh, St. Patrick's Week? I can't recommend Dunvalls enough. Um, for their cask strengths and I know they've all sold out but they pop up at auction and when they pop up at auction they are about £10-£15 more expensive than what they, they, they were uh, when they went on sale I haven't checked there's a couple of whiskey auctions started there yesterday or today or the past day or two 
get, try and get yourself a ball of the Dunvald single cast cask strength. They're fabulous and superb value on the secondary market. Absolutely wonderful. If you can't get those, um, I'm trying to th I'm trying to think what cask strengths there are, there are currently available. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. You can still pick up some of the colognes, and they, you can get them in some of the the, the sites. And they're the experimental cask series are are very good. Uh, and I'm feeling that you can always, pretty much always get your hands on a, a bottle of 12-year-old red breast cask strength. You'll always be able to get them, whether at an auction site or in some of the, the online retailers. It's fabulous. It's just awesome. But the cask strength stuff gets bought up so quick, it's it's hard to just come out. If you, ha if you have a bottle of that at cask strength, that's excellent. Well, that's what James is saying. Uh, Dark Silky uh, on uh, the 17th of the 3rd. Ah, nice. See, I didn't know that was coming for sale. The Dark Silky cask strength. These silkies, the, 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 the Dark Silky and the Red Silky, have been, I mean, they're, they're great. They're absolutely fabulous. So, as I say, they're, I keep thinking... They're a bit of a strange mix of stuff because they've got double distilled, triple distilled, peated malts and soft green, and then finished in a wine cast. But they just they, they really do zip. They're really, really good. And better as you as you use them. <laughs> better than all you have them. Uh, right. And we've uh one more question we'll squeeze in from the man himself. Uh if Marty was in charge of Irish whiskey for a day, what practice would he stop by presidential decree? And what one thing would he like to see? He would actually build the pipeline. <laughs> no, if, I, if I was in charge of Irish whiskey, what I would do is, um, let me think now, let me think. The one thing I would do, I would make it compulsory that the big distilleries that have aged spirit start to bring out some more of it um, at, at a reasonable price and allow people that actually are going to drink it a chance of getting it um, by all means collectors get their hands on stuff but the likes, the likes of Bushmills are releasing their single cask stuff and cask drink stuff now but they're doing it in such a way that People here are having to try and get friends in Sweden or Germany and stuff to try and get them and get them over. And with the whole Brexit stuff, there's, there's, uh, it's just it's hard. So we'll try and try and get the more of the age stuff out to people. The smaller guys that keep doing whatever you just need to do to keep going. You know. Listen, I'm getting frightened now. When the word "delete" is used by a rear admiral, he says, "Delete coloring, delete coloring." Yes. Delete what? Colouring. Oh, delete colouring. Colouring, oh. colouring. Mm. Yeah. You well, don't mind. You, you don't mind a touch of colouring. No, well, I, I understand why they put some of it in. It's whenever they start doing it to the point where they're trying to make you think a, a five-year-old whiskey looks twenty-three years old. No, it's uh, it's 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 okay whenever it's in. You know, you're, you're trying to get a standard product and keep everything the same sort of colour. But it's a bit like those 
Well, I was going to say those 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 wee girls that use the fake tan, but well, there's the, <laughs> there's, there's ex presidents done the fake tan thing. No, um, no, but, I, 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 no. The, the colouring's there's no real need for it, in my opinion. But I can understand why they do it at, at a certain point. But anything that's sort of quality doesn't really need it. People understand that 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 things have to change a wee bit, you know. Okay, okay. Now, uh, we, we promised people we would talk about casts tonight. Are we going to leave that until tomorrow night, or are we going to do it tonight? Well, t- we're going to just run over it quickly tonight. Because um, okay. I don't want to bore people too much, because they've heard all the stuff about casks and, oh, it has to be cor- it has to be oak and here and such and such. I'm, I'm not, that's not really what I wanted to do with the cask thing. Um, Irish whiskey really only comes from a couple of different sources. Uh, there's not very many sources for people at the minute because all the distill- the vast bulk of distilleries are really new. So they're buying them from the same sort of sources. And the cask finishing, the idea that I came up with this was the, the project that Waterford was involved in to establish the terroir aspect of, of barley and, and that. Um, yeah, the barley is the, the sort of base product, um, but the cask's really where most of the flavour is going to come in. Now, they mainly use, there are other exceptions, they mainly use two types of oak, but in Scotland you have to use oak. In Ireland you can use wood, so they've used um uh, Acacia wood, uh, they've used chestnut casks now. And I think at some point what you'll start to see is different styles of wood being tried. Some of them probably not working that well. Some of them that will hit on and go, oh, they can stay in there for a couple of weeks. And then we can say it, but it's, I don't know, sycamore aged or something. Ash, 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 hurling stick aged whiskey. I don't know. But you can see where that would come in and because... At the minute, they are doing lots of different cask finishes and they keep coming up with the, the different cask finishes to try and separate the flavours. We've got a map of France here. Is this yes. where most of the barrels come from? No, this is this is the map. The map of France is the European oak, okay? Corcus rhubar, mainly. And there's a difference between Corcus rhubar uh, and Corcus alba, which is for the, the things in America, the, the the main oak used in America, primarily all the oak used in America. Now you have to remember these forests, especially in the US, are just enormous. But you're talking about terroir in the in the barley. You're also talking about different terroir from from the regions where the oak grows, because the wood imparts different characteristics. So when Waterford done this, that study and they say, you know, there's a taste difference in the grain. Well, there is. But then you're putting it in, a, in the cask and, the, you know, the, the difference in the grain size and shape and structure, that's, that makes more of a difference than, than the base product to start with. Now, as, as they sort of run out of cask finishing, for um, the different whiskies that there is, you 
Let me think. How can I put this? They're going to they're going to start coming up with new things. People want to be, you know, iconoclastic and break things and so on and so forth. Now you're skipping through all the stuff. Uh, go right. When when you go to uh, the, the the actual making of the staves, I don't know what types of oak can actually be made into the staves to make barrels. But in Japan, for example, they have the Mizunura casks, or to give it a scientific name, I'll have to write this down because I can never remember, Quercus crispula. The casks for that are supposedly very hard to work with. <clears throat> The, the tree has to be well over 200 years old before you can actually get the staves cut out of it. Um, and it takes a lot longer to actually make. It's harder to make, et cetera, et cetera. Now, because of that, the cost of the barrel is extremely high. And I'll give you, I'll give you a rundown of the, the, the prices of the barrels. Ex-bourbon barrels probably are coming in at about £100, £150. I'm sure people get if they're buying them in bulk, get them for, for a reasonable price. But that's the entry-level ones, obviously, the higher so, up they go. So when I look at somewhere like Speyside Cooperage here, there's quite mm -hmm. a few pennies worth of barrels sitting there then. You see, this is the thing, Justin. That's bourbon barrels. The Mizanura cast, because it has to be aged longer in it, and also it's the, the, the wood itself is harder to work with, etc., etc. the cost of it flies up. <laughs> Right. Sorry, listen, I've got to say this. It was Connor Ryan said it was left in a, a cliffhanger. It was like Dallas Dynasty, Falcon Crest, Flamingo Road, the days of our lives, East Enders, Carnation Street, and Brookside all rolled into one. It just you just froze. You just froze. <laughs> you just froze, and I didn't know whether you'd frozen or not. I I and because obviously there's a bit of a second delay. Oh my god. What what a what a nightmare <laughs> having tonight! Brilliant picture, and then and then it keels over like you don't know what. Uh, and and of course, as soon as as soon as it screws up, the viewers jumps up <laughs> to see what's happening. Right. Uh, uh, as I say, I, when you get the different cask finishes of what was on the cask before, so you have you can if you go on to somewhere like uh, you can go online and find out some of the places that sell casks. To different people so there's there's one now oak nao oak it's a it's a french company and they you know they'll they'll tell you what all they sell so they sell like champagne casks and sherry casks and, and muscatel casks and wine and they even sell whiskey casks etc etc i couldn't remember the name of that company there for a second but i think at some point you'll start to see people experimenting can we make even a couple of casks from the different oak species to see what we can get out of it or can we work it if we toast it right if we do this if we do that because that'll give you totally different flavors as well now in the us there's 90 different species of oak but primarily they only use one now i'm sure at some point somebody will start using different or that well i know for a fact that there's a couple of companies that have already done this they've used different styles of wood but you'll start to see this maybe the scottish ones because the Scottish restrictions are really tight. Look at it. There is white oak, palmer oak, Oregon white oak, silver leaf, bear, swamp white, and there's even one called bastard oak 
<laughs> then so I don't know whether cats can be made. I tell you, Marty. Uh, listen, we've been asked a question. It's probably loaded, a loaded one. And okay. uh, it, it says, Peter Gabriel said, Justin, what's your thought on blood tub casks? What is a blood tub cask? A blood tub cask. I'm not, I'm not sure what he means by a blood tub cask. Ask, ask him what he means by that, Justin. Peter, what do you mean? I mean, I, I'm asking him as if he hasn't heard you. Uh, Peter, what do you mean by a blood tub cask? Maybe he's seen that picture of a bloke in a cask and he thought, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you a wee thing. Um, the Hench Distillery, our friends over at the Hench, um, Terry, who owns Hench Distillery, also owns Chateau de la that, that Ling. And, uh, you can't speak French either. No, I, can't. I barely speak English, Justin, as you well know. <clears throat> so they've, they've already brought out, um, you know, you can buy a bottle and it's finished in a, a red wine cask from their chateau. So obviously they're getting their oak from that, and that's a nice partnership to have. Bush Mills of the sherry casks coming over from Heret, um, and they are fabulous stuff, and they have these massive long ties. So people are going to have to pay if they want good casks, and that's going to obviously be a problem for, for some people. But the amount of variety you have and the amount of variety you have in, in the Irish market, I mean, you could end up with, I don't know, peated pot-style whiskey and a vermouth cask. And I think people just keep trying these out. And, uh, yeah. So we've got a good question here. Check out Kinahan's Irish Whiskey Cask Project. The staves of one cask made from mm. different types of wood. Have you heard of that one? Yes, you have. Yeah, there's a thing in Scotland where the, I mean, they call some of these are called Harlequin casks, where they they take different different casks from different things and put them in and stuff. There's loads of stuff goes on cooperages and. Um, which obviously I'm not a cooper, so I'm not privy to all of them. But you can take different casks, different staves from different casks, and have them married in, and you know make up different styles of casks and stuff. There's a whole, a whole range of different things. And uh, the tobacco barn has got back to this white oak uh, talosis. Not all oak or wood has talosis. You need that for the staves to hold water. Only way to get wet cooperage. Right. Yeah, getting into the well, technical side of things there. Yeah, I don't. There's a, there's certain oak certainly can't be used, but there's probably a number of different oaks that can be used that have never been used, or if they were treated in a certain way, then they could be used. And I think you'll start to see a lot more experimentation. We would in the not to certainly in Scotland, certainly in Scotland, because they're they're quite limited in what they do. Um, they're, they're Technical file is very, very strict. And they're facing a huge amount of competition now. You know, all the new distilleries in the US, which is kind of back to being like the old Wild West, they can do whatever they like. Uh, Ireland has a bit more freedom. The Japanese have brought in some restrictions to rein things in. And you're going to start seeing the Germans are going to start producing their whiskies. And there's going to have a lot more competition for Scotch in the not too distant future. So, yeah. There, Peter Galbraith got back to us. He says, Waterford uses them to keep a sample of final spirit distillery using hold about 60 litres. That's what a blood... Uh, 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 it's, like, it's, it's like a wee firkin, and it's like a wee small 
there's a wee small cask. There's different names for different casks, and there's you know you, you go up and people call different, and even the casks with the same name have different sizes and stuff. So it uh, yeah, it can be quite quite confusing in some ways. Okay, uh, um, what happens to the old casks then? Well, a lot of them got repurposed, and people. People have come up with, they've turned them into planters, they've turned them into garden furniture, home bars and stuff. Um, lots and lots of different things that they do with them now, recycling them. People get, people have had wedding rings and stuff made out of old casks. You right. Know, just a stave and they, they get it done down. And, you know, people will buy a stave from their favourite distillery and make, make a ring out of it and that kind of thing. So... A lot of them get turned into garden furniture. A lot of them get burnt as well. Um, but staves can be around for a very long time. Uh, certainly in Scotland, you know, you can have staves for multi-generations of covers using the same staves because uh, they can get reworked, recharred, uh, used over and over and over again, you know. Now, one thing I will say is they're using casks now for different things. And what I mean by that is, there's a bottle of wine there. Yep. Now you see the hot. You see the wee chill plunge tub. I like uh, that. I do. I thought that it's like something from a western movie. Yeah, they dropped. <laughs> dropped into that. Now, the uh, whiskey. Whiskey uses these different finished casks. So you have Amarone and Muscatel and and beer casks and stout casks and all this kind of stuff is used to age whiskies to impart the flavours from what was in it previously onto the new spirit. But now what they're doing is they are putting stuff into whiskey casks. So Jacob's Creek, the winemakers, are now putting wine into whiskey casks. Uh, William, who watches the show, we know has put coffee into mature coffee beans into his uh, whiskey casks. Tabasco sauce uh, made by the Michael Hennies from uh, County Antrim. I just have to put that in. Uh, they actually aged Tabasco sauce as aged in an ex whiskey and an ex bourbon cask as well. So you have th this sort of toing and froing between the two, between multiple industries where you have the stout makers, they give the casks to the whiskey guy, the whiskey guy ages his whiskey in the stout cask. Then the whiskey guy's now giving them to some of the beer guys who then age their beer and these so you have this to and fro in between the industry industries. And it's it's so I just think that there's a lot more different um different things to be explored. But one of the things that I happened upon when I was thinking about this is you can actually buy your own little casks. You can buy a little cask, you know, you can everything from a sort of half litre cask to 20 litres, 28 litres. Um, you can you can actually buy a full-size cask if you really want it. But I've, I've never done this. I know some people that have done this and experimented with it, but I've never just got around to doing it because I've never really had the, the time or the room. Uh, I wish I'd have thought of this last year because I could have I've done it. But I'm thinking I'll maybe get a little, get a wee cask, get a small cask of, I don't know, 15, 20 litres, and we'll maybe see if we can get some 
new mech spirit into it. Wow, right. Maybe maybe even a pot chain. We could maybe even get a wee pot chain in it. Right. Uh, and age it in, in the cask and see how we got on. And uh, I was thinking maybe some of our regulars forget that. What we'll do is we'll we'll get it get it aged and share it up. What do you think? I don't know. It, it sounds like an idea, you know. Uh, so actually, somebody says a new kid in coffee and letter canny has coffee matured in red silky cast. And uh, <laughs> Darren Barney Mulligan says, "Do you think cast will be going in high-priced auction sites next?" Oh, you mean the actual full uh, cast that you've bought? Obviously, full of liquid. Um, well, they already are. Um, there's auctions that do sell casks uh, and put them up. There is the actual casks for aging spirit. And I mean, there's, there's lots of companies that you can go on and they'll, they'll provide these. The cooperages and stuff will provide these. But I would imagine that you could see where the more and more distilleries there are the more woods need it so the more quality stuff is going to you know, supply and demand is going to dictate that it's going to cost more money bourbon casks i think you'll not have any problem getting bourbon casks because there's so many american distilleries opening up and if they're going to make bourbon then they can they have to sell the casks after they use them once because that's that's the rules for bourbon so they'll always be cheap but no, those casts vary from a couple of hundred pounds to uh, a couple of thousand. It seem quite uh, seems quite plausible to do. Uh, yeah, it's not, to, to do. It uh, cost a lot there. of money. And probably yes, if you bought a, if you bought maybe a, I don't know, a twenty liter cask. Um, I don't know. You could do like a half liter, half liter bottlings and. We're we're, we're getting asked right. questions here. Uh, Sean uh, McLanahan says. I'm in as well, just wondering how you, oh, uh, it would get to Canada. I would take it personally. It would just cost you a thousand pound and a week in uh, Horseshoe Falls. That'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, and uh, William is saying, me too. He count him in for that. He thinks it's a good idea. Stanley yeah. Sung is saying it's a good idea. And uh, Mark Kerr saying it's a good idea. Yes, the usual suspects are up for that. If, if I said, shall we go and rob a distillery tonight, you'd be in for it. <laughs> but I think we'd get caught. They'd know it was us. Just, just, Justin, who says I haven't already? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, uh, one of those mini casts on the bus for the distillery tour. We're working on that. We're, we're out of lockdown on the 18th of March here, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, but we're, we reckon it's going to go on past Easter this year, don't we? Yeah, I think so. And and to be fair, I would sincerely doubt they'll allow us to hire a bus and go to any of the distilleries. So yeah. I'm, I, I would imagine it's probably going to be a bit later than that. And we'll, yeah. we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, yeah. but, it, but it will come off. It's just we'll have to wait on on a bit, yeah, a bit and, more time. I'm afraid. And uh, people keep on supporting us, which is fantastic. So if you want oh, to yeah. support us, it's uh, buymeacoffee.com Irish whiskey. Full membership's forty quid, and that includes the trip when 
whatever it does happen all right whatever it will it happen happens. don't worry guys it will come it will, off, it will happen we're all going stir crazy i know i certainly am uh, uh, i mean if if i thought we could film it and get it and make it a tv and film production i would do it but i think i, 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 I think, was filming. i was i actually had days of uh, days employment yesterday just i actually had two days employment this week <laughs> that's the first that's the first in a long time um i i was asked to do I was asked to give a presentation on on my my glorious Balamina and uh, I had to go and film a thing as well. <laughs> was, uh, you know, some actually I actually felt really really good to to get out and go and speak to people that you haven't spoke to before and do do something. You know, actually get out and about. Well, listen, we don't want the show to be three and a half hours long because uh, I do like to watch Whitewater Gold and Discovery Plus. Um, so I, I have all the episodes of Only Fools and Horses to watch again. All right, so in case anybody's wondering, that's basically what I do all day. All I sit right. and mess about in the computer, possibly read a book, and I've Only Fools and Horses on in the background. And watch game shows as well. Uh, oh, yeah, so I'll watch them. So, so there we go. Uh, everybody's saying another great show. So informative and fun. Uh let me see. The Admiral said he's a way to get his tea. Uh, so he's a way to get his dinner. There you go. Enjoy your dinner. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, and listen, it's been a great show. Uh, don't forget the podcast is, is out Wednesday as well on Anchor. And wherever you get your podcasts, it's on them all. It's even and on. Also, don't forget that every Wednesday, Justin asks me, well, what are we doing on Saturday night? <laughs> every Wednesday, I haven't, I haven't a clue. I, I as Justin will tell you, I normally figure it out about Thursday evening, possibly Friday morning before I know what I'm doing on a Saturday night. Uh, we're not that bad. We're, we, we only wing it a wee bit. We only win it a wee bit. Uh, we, do, we do lots of prep work, but we don't know what we're actually doing. I know, I know. And, and, and we've, we've touched wood. I have like 50 meg on the internet now. A 70 meg, they said it would get in 55, promise. But tonight it's hitting 50, which isn't too bad. Uh, Linda Cox is liking it, Darren's liking it, Sean's liking it, Peter's liking it, Mark's liking it. Uh, everybody's liking the show tonight. Tell your friends. Uh, Frank Hearn is saying, I'm I'm in for the cask and I will drive the getaway car for the distillery, <laughs> distillery raid. Excellent. There you but go. No, guys, thanks for watching. Honestly, it makes... Uh... It makes it makes a bit of the week go a little bit quicker. So thanks for watching. I really do appreciate it. It doesn't wait. And there we go. Yes, you learn something new every episode. You do indeed. All right, buddy. Speak to you on Wednesday then. Take it out. Take Good care. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.